All right, thank you. Ooh, let me keep that a little bit. You know, I have a powerful voice, so if I get too close, I'm gonna blow people's ears out. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for coming, and thanks, Michelle, for that wonderful introduction. Um, it's so nice to see people that I recognize, both young and young at heart. Yeah, I, I, knew, I knew I shouldn't have said the other word, but um, I just want to, uh, first off, before we get started with Harry, uh, was, I'm just very excited to talk to you today and really get to understand and hear all of the stories and, and the legacy that he created at Central. Former students of Mr. Gaylor, please raise your hand if you're out there, as I'm sure there are a lot of them. Colleagues of Mr. Gaylor, colleagues. You just like the guy, you like him. I like him, you know, yeah. So uh, it's so exciting to have you here, Harry, and uh, I'm very glad to talk to you. And the first thing I just want to know about is sort of the, the backstory of you, your origin, remind everybody about your background, where you grew up, your education, and kind of how you, you got to Central. Uh, well, thank you, and, and uh, I want to first uh, make sure I do all the thank yous for the Central High Foundation and uh, the fellow faculty uh, that are here. And um, I attended the event last night, and uh, it was very, uh, very rewarding. It was kind of intimidating, uh, all the success and the uh, achievements that uh, the Hall of Fame members had. And uh, to do, as they used to say, just a teacher uh, was kind of uh, humbling to a certain extent. So uh, I hope that uh, you asked about the career and how I got here. Well, I'm from Colorado originally, and my um, uh, dad was in the Forest Service, so I lived in several places all over Colorado over the years. And then I got to uh, Nebraska because there's a Nebraska National Forest. I don't know how many are aware of that. How many are aware of that? By God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, and the, the supervisory uh, uh, position was in Lincoln, Nebraska, so we're in Lincoln. And I assume that you understand that's the largest man-made forest in the world. And they grow a lot of things there in the nursery uh, before the fire uh, that feeds trees from all over the uh, Midwest region there, Rocky Mountain region, really. So I uh, got here and then um, went to, uh, graduated from Lincoln uh, Southeast, and then uh, have a couple degrees from uh, and plus from uh, Lincoln in secondary education and business and uh, then uh, arrived in student teaching at Tech High. And um, uh, the lady was retiring in the marketing and distributive education program that was in place there. And so it was kind of a match. Uh, I always said the OPS was so bright to set me in there. Well, it turned out I was the only applicant. But uh, <laughs> the, anyway, I had that job for 15 years and, and had a lot of great experience. Now, is Marianne Danielson here still? She had to leave early for, oh, she is there. There's my the student there is the, uh, my, one of my first great students and she's Dr. Marianne Danielson. And uh, so, uh, and then ended up having her daughter again at, uh, at Central. So. Uh, those experiences uh, helped me prepare for the teaching career at, at Central. And when they closed uh, Tech, then uh, transferred to uh, Central. And um, was uh, an interesting thing because uh, Central's had a lot of glory years and they've done a lot of great things and we heard a lot about it last night. Uh, but in a sense, reality was that they weren't used to combining careers 
the old dirty term of vocational education. Uh, they weren't, uh, now they call it careers. But anyway, everybody's eventually going to a career, we hope, pay the tax base and everything else. Uh, so it was an adjustment for the faculty that was sent to uh, Central. And uh, that was one of the challenges uh, that uh, I was lucky to have. And uh, so I've been through, uh, in the years here, nine superintendents and nine principals. And uh, over the, some of them had different skill levels, to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it was the, uh, probably the challenge of uh, marketing education to, uh, which evolved from distributive education, uh, to um, educate them and, and under, make everybody uh, aware of and appreciate the, how marketing fits into everybody's lifestyle. Now, in the last few years, we've heard a lot more about it. The last couple of years, uh, the channel of distribution, everybody is aware of. And that's one of the components of a marketing uh, distribution line anyway. Uh, so, uh, and that ended up at, uh, at Central. And um, uh, I have had great associations with a lot of great teachers uh, at Central. And a lot of the things that were emphasized so much last night uh, were very much aware. But we just wanted to get marketing involved in it. Well, Marketing is an elective course uh, in which I never agreed with should be required. But because everybody's involved with marketing somewhere, either at the origin of a product or a, pri uh, uh, a system of some kind and to the end up of selling it or getting it in the retail market uh, or getting funding for it. And um, so we, that was the challenge and uh, it was, uh, it has been a good ride on terms of that, and we did very successful. Now, one of the things made the marketing program different, and I think a lot of the hands and the people that are here would uh, understand, would be it had competition, it had uh, some travel. We did civic service every year, a community service uh, from, uh, and the mix of Central was great because a lot of people, uh, students and uh, clientele, had never seen the Francis House, had never seen uh, ringing bells, never done civic service projects of which we did every year. And uh, then, of course, the travel to competition at state level uh, and national level uh, was rewarding. And, you know, we had kids who were the first time on the airplane and, and then other times kids had been to Disneyland where nationals was held a lot of times. So the uh, mixing of the cross sections of Central uh, was a challenge, but it was uh, rewarding. And, uh, and I appreciate it. That's wonderful. And I love the, uh, the comment about skill levels. I think you said that uh, very, very nicely. I did want to say, you know, one of the things that came across to me uh, just in reading, and I'm going to read some of the quotes that if you ever go on um, I Love Public Schools or iHeartPublicSchools.com, there's a section about stories that you can read. So many great things um, that former students and colleagues of Harry's have said and said during his retirement. And if you'd like to add to that, please go ahead because we love to hear it. Um, but some of the things that were said in there from students were just that you brought the best out of them. You brought the best out of them, you saw things in them that maybe they didn't even see in themselves. And I know that, that DECA and that specifically national competitions kind of provide that platform. Um, talk to me about just a little bit of, of bringing that out of students and, and what you found rewarding, um, you know, especially from those comments that, that people would say that that you inspired them, whether it's to become a teacher or just you inspired them to perform better um, during their DECA uh, experience? 
Well, I think uh, as an educator for 51 years, you know, I thought about one way to do this and start with year one, start with year two, and go through. But not many people agreed with that with approach <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. Um, the uh, the combined pro to understand the marketing program it include a lot of uh, economics and business yeah. study and that was the classroom part and then we had the internship part which we placed students in a variety of industries all over the city we've had students of 50 plus some internships a year uh, which were from one corner of the metropolitan area to the other uh, so we've been all over and we've had kids from all over and one of the key things about Central over the years was that uh, a lot of people had to drive past five schools to come to Central. And uh, we in instituted a zero-hour class so that the kids that had traditional uh, course levels could add marketing uh, to their career. And uh, one of the, tra the travel, of course, was the thing, competition, uh, the civic uh, activities. Uh, all made a difference in, uh, I think, the attracting motivation of now. As a teacher, you never know when you're going to motivate somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody will come back four or five years or ten years, or in my case, 30 years, and uh, uh, say, I remember this or I remember that, and what motivated them uh, to get involved. And uh, I think it's important that uh, that uh, overall approach of internship, the, the, the classroom part, and then of course the DECA club, which did uh, projects and, and uh, community things. We were the first uh, state funding for the $100,000 for the Why Smoke project. And now I see buses running around with the whole thing and I wonder who got that money this year. But uh, distributing that money and running that particular program was a, was a challenge uh, and uh, educational for everybody involved. Uh, we won a deal on first place in the Nationals one year in, uh, and beat some of the tough, top schools in the nation. Now, there are like 6,000 schools that compete in marketing competition, and they range from all, all kinds of schools, of course. And, um, but one of the Cherry Creek, Colorado, when we beat them for first place in the nation, that was a deal. When we beat Federal Way, Washington, uh, one year, that was nice. And so those things motivated kids that were in competitive style. And we all are competitive to a certain extent. And finding where a student was competitive, whether it was in the internship, whether it was in the classroom, or it was in the DECA club activities. Now, um, just to cover a little bit more, I, I know we have at least one of the, the former principals you might have worked with. Can you talk to me a little bit about some of the, the principals and even the department heads and some of the colleagues you had the, the pleasure to work with over your 36-year time <laughs> in Central? And hopefully, you know, you, you can say some nice things about them, I know, you know. It'd be a fool to say I didn't learn from everybody. <laughs> and it would be a fool to say they, uh, each one of them had a skill set that was positive. And as human beings, they had some that were a little negative or needed to be uh, enriched and encouraged, so to speak. <laughs> uh, so now, uh, as far as I think, I think there's only one, is there only one principal here? Yeah. Uh, former principal, uh, Mr. Bigsby. And um, actually, he started as a marketing teacher at South. Mm -hmm. Couldn't do it. It was too tough. And so he went on administration. <laughs> he went on administration. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, no, I've been lucky to have uh, a lot of great uh, principals at Tech High School and at uh, 
and that was a different challenge and different uh, circumstances there. And my personal opinion is they've made some big mistakes in making all of the uh, high schools the same. Each one had a different market base, had a different customer base, so to speak. Each one had different goals that could meet the needs of those students. And, um, but that's another political issue. But uh, the administrators, uh, I've had, uh, like I said, nine principals, and I think six of those are central, and uh, uh, learned from each one of them. And each one of them had some benefits that helped us. Uh, and once you got the principal to understand, and that's a marketing person's goal, to understand where they, how beneficial the marketing program would be, then they kind of came along. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, when he went from uh, tech to uh, uh, central, the, uh, we weren't necessarily accepted so well. It, it, it took a while to break down some barriers that were there uh, on the history of uh, central. But um, Doc Moeller was the first, uh, my first principal there. And um, we started an operation because money was always a problem. To fund these things, to do civic projects in the community, to, do, to fund things, uh, to do the travel and the competition and, and then the goodwill stuff that we did every year, um, then you took money. So we started a cookie operation. And it turned out uh, nobody ever thought we'd get it done. Uh, the hierarchy that he listened to, what I call the lieutenants in a school building or in a school district, uh, who they listen to. You know, we all are benefits of uh, who informs us. You know, we're informed by who informs us. And so uh, who they listen to, that's, you got to get to that group and uh, thing. So we got, um, we went to a national thing and they had this older spunk, this spunk cookie operation that you could make a lot of money out. And I was for sure that uh, that was never going to be acceptable at, with the lieutenants that were at, at Central at the time. Uh, but uh, Mrs. Wiles, who is here someplace, and, uh, uh, and went down and pr proposed it with Dr. Moeller, and um, he accepted it we, because it was money. And so he turned out uh, that we could make him out money. Now, he didn't realize how much we could make at that time, neither did we. But uh, we set up a cookie operation, which was a small entrepreneurship, and we had cookie bakers at 7 in the morning. Uh, while uh, at the time with marketing had grown to three teachers at seven in the morning, and so cookie operation had to be run by students, and uh, it turned out to be a, a very profitable thing. And it turned out uh, Doc Moeller was a chocoholic, so uh, <laughs> all we had to do was make sure we had chocolate chip cookies ready <laughs> for him because there was a variety of cookies you could have every day, four or five a day, and so we might have made his. And he always came in; he paid for them usually. And um, <laughs> they, they, uh, it, it worked out pretty well, and it's, it's funded a lot of activities for a lot of kids. Now, we have had help with the Central High Foundation has always helped us, too. Like, they've helped all kinds of programs at, at Central for kids to have opportunities and experiences they wouldn't otherwise have. So uh, that, that helped us a lot with, uh, in the leadership there. And the leadership from all the principals right after him, not naming in all of them, but they... Uh, all supported us. We all uh, in, individually got help from all of them. So uh, that, that's important to do. And when you're an elective, you got to do recruiting. And so you got to not only recruit staff uh, to support you, uh, which they did over the years. Uh, Mr. Shipman sent us a lot of students from his AP classes. Uh, the, uh, uh, but you've got to recruit uh, the parents, all the stakeholders to understand what marketing can do for them. That's how we looked at it. Or I looked at it.
Now, I personally remember the smell of those uh, cookies in the morning walking out, even as, as late as when I was in 2018. And uh, I can understand that you probably got a lot of my money along the way as well. Um, mm -hmm. Now, one of the things you just mentioned there is that there was challenges in both just uh, recruiting staff and recruiting students, but able to overcome that, and it's a, a very vibrant, successful program. What do you think in terms of marketing to students and marketing what you know, DECA can do for them uh, what made Central different in that regard? Well, I, I think any recruiting base, I mean, it, it, if you want to relate it to athletics, which I have a little bit of an athletic background too, they, you know, it goes down the pipe. You, you get the senior to the junior to the, and, and families. Uh, I don't know how many of we raised, how many in here, their students that are here, had other family members in the Central High Marketing Program? Raise your hand. And so that made a big difference. And of course, you know, like athletic teams or any particular team, whether you're on the band or you're in the, you know, any activity at school, uh, you get your leaders to recruit other leaders and uh, it, it works out. Uh, but you gotta have relationships. And of course, teaching's all about that. The relationships you have with students, with their parents and with the community members, uh, with the internships. So we could place kids in, in a job this year and five years later, maybe that job's open again or similar experiences. Uh, so the relationships you build with the current students you have, and you, I used to say it's the, they used to call it the uh, three-legged stool. You can take part of the economics class and the marketing academic. You can also take part in the internship uh, as a second leg, and both of those will supply you with help in the world, I, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, but in the third phase with the DECA. Now, if you have a three-legged stool, you can sit on that three-legged stool for a long time. Two-legged is harder. One leg is real hard. <laughs> so if you take part of all three phases, it's going to benefit you in untold ways. And it benefits individual kids in individual ways. And I think there are a lot of students that could absolutely attest to that benefit that you provided them. One of the students on that website that I mentioned uh, said that your class was the only class that they would voluntarily take at 8 in the morning. Basically, which I think is a pretty uh, high compliment. Now, one of the other things, too, which I found really interesting, especially with the longevity of your career, is how much that T technology changed over the time you were a teacher. Um, what kind of, like, how did it make your job as an educator easier? And, of course, there couldn't have been any um, hardships with technology, right? I mean, it had to be just all benefits, correct? <laughs> Well, I noticed a lot of smiles uh, of people <laughs> that, that noticed uh, my skill set. Uh, and everybody needs to improve skill set. And I would be sure one on technology, mm -hmm. but one-on-one, uh, -on -one, uh, person to person, the old, what you might call old style education was, I was better at. Uh, I was not good at technology. I have a hard time with the phone. So uh, over and above that, my grandson and granddaughters are, uh, can do a whole lot more than, uh, than I can even think about, and um, I have a hard time making it work. But, so technology was, was not good uh, for me, <laughs> and, uh, and I realized that. I, I look at it as I aged out a little bit. Uh, now, the last few years uh, were, you know, in the 80s, uh, phones weren't a big problem, but in the 90s, you know, in the 2000, phones are a big problem. Yeah, they're still today. 
In fact, this morning there was a special on uh, TV on the Today Show all about what parents should be doing. It was an hour-long thing about uh, technology and um, how it's being misused by you know our youth, so to speak. So uh, now I have to admit I had help. You know, my fellow teachers uh, had guided me on that and and. Uh, Help and then students eventually <laughs> mm. taught, uh, you know, ran the technologies kinds of stuff. Um, so it, it's imperative now that a teacher has those skills. When you looked at business education back when we got this, it was really the old style keyboarding, and, and there was maybe an accounting course and uh, what they used to call general business, maybe in the era that some of these uh, people were there. Uh, well, then all that's kind of dropped. I mean, they still have accounting. There's robotics. There's uh, uh, entrepreneurship. It's the current uh, marketing program will include sports marketing as a separate thing, entrepreneurship. Uh, and I can't remember all the else stuff, but in that department is robotics and CAD and the whole things where technology is so important. Uh, but it uh, missed me a little bit. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, I appreciate what they're doing now, and I appreciate what the kids are doing, and the people that have those skills uh, can go a lot farther than, than uh, us older people do. Now, even though you say you might have missed the boat on some of those things, I think you brought a little bit of your wisdom. One of the, the campaigns that your students did in 2018 was the Living Life Eyes Up campaign. They actually attempted to uh, get their peers and market to their peers, hey, get off your phone and look up for a little bit. Um, talk to me a little bit about, you know, you're taking it, you, you don't necessarily want to, uh, hello, there we go. You don't necessarily want to uh, push a, a student in a certain direction, but how are you able to sort of enable students to, to do something that they're interested in and enable students to, to talk to their peers through this program and through these three different uh, legs on this stool that you were mentioning? Well, part of the motivation is that we had these things in competition. Uh, so mm -hmm. the Live Lives Eyes Up was, we entered it in competition, did very well uh, on that uh, function. And uh, so kids gravitate when you find kids what the competitive spirit is and uh, then some knowledge base and you match the guy that has the competition spirit in a team with, that has the technical knowledge you know, then uh, you, you can do great things. Plus, they develop friendships that they possibly will have for life in that uh, thing. So uh, that was part of the, the issue on the Live Lives. Uh, and the other campaigns, we had some other campaigns that went national and did very, very well on the national stage. And it was a matter of putting a team together. And a lot of times, uh, there was that diversity of central those that had certain skills, certain education levels, certain social backgrounds, mixing them with everybody else. And then, then not only did they understand each other better and became uh, sometimes lifelong friends, uh, you know, I personally had, uh, my three kids went to Central and all of them gained a, an advantage uh, when they went on to colleges. Unfortunately, they all went to outstate expensive, I mean, <laughs> outstate tuition, I shouldn't say in the link, but the, the careers they wanted were in some other colleges. Mm -hmm. And uh, But when they got to those colleges, they sure had to step up, and not only my kids, but everybody who went to Central, uh, had to step up at understanding uh, diversity, understanding uh, social uh, interaction, uh, and understanding people that have different educational levels, uh, social backgrounds, ethnicity, and so forth.
and you know, I was going to mention that Central, of course, is, is known for that, but I think one of the things that stands the test of time about Central and why it's stayed so successful to this day is that it's unthemed. There are so many different pathways that you can go on, DECA being one of them, but seeing Central, what do you think made it successful as an unthemed high school? Uh, well, uh, getting my own personal opinion, is that uh, they shouldn't have necessarily. I've seen this happen, and there might be a couple in here that have seen it happen nationwide where school districts went to similar to what they're doing right now, and they didn't keep up with it. Because we don't have any idea what the skill set's going to be in five years or ten years. So a well-rounded education is the best. Uh, the only advantage, I thought, was that we added uh, our career focus of the marketing program to what was already very successful uh, there. And then when we got uh, support of those teachers uh, in, and counselors to registering kids, that's the big deal, get them to register for a variety of courses. And that was always one of the advantages, I thought, of Central. Uh, you could take uh, eight or nine courses. <laughs> and uh, that's a, a lot of exposure that you wouldn't normally have uh, in other curriculums, so to speak. Uh, so uh, we don't, if we're going to prepare them for the future, we want to basically say take the knowledge they have, try to build a skill with it, and where that was where the internships came in, where they could use that knowledge mm -hmm. and put it theoretical into practical application uh, on the internship, and then uh, turn those things into competitive kinds of things and civic service projects that they do in the DACA club. Uh, I think that's the, what's helped make it successful. And the current uh, teacher, I think one of the current marketing teacher, raised her hand, uh, Michaela is doing that with uh, continuing that progress uh, that the teachers are doing that uh, using that philosophy if, as much as they can when the district changed their, their format. Mm -hmm. Now you know there's I'm sure over a long amount of time being essential there's a lot of memories and stories that you have packed away. Can you let us know of any fond memories, stories Maybe funny ones, maybe uh, you know a, a nugget we've never heard before. What what sticks out to you as uh, your your fond memories of your time at Central? I think that's hard to to distinguish. Mm -hmm. And you know, I thought about that a little bit. Is that well, what about go by the decade? What was the fondest memory of the seventies? What was the fondest memory of the eighties? <laughs> you know, and yeah. so forth. On the, the, but that's difficult to do. Uh, uh, I did make, I obviously make several mistakes. I remember uh, one of the biggest mistakes, we had a big crowd in class in the first week of school. And they, uh, uh, it was so big that they were sitting on the tables and enough chairs they hadn't made all the movements by counselors. And, and uh, we'd go around and did introductions because one guy would come from Bennington and the next guy came from South Omaha and the next guy, we'd have them introduce each other, you know, just a uh, breaker breaking up the thing. And so we got around and there was a young man in the back of the room. He was sitting on a table and he was very popular. He was a big a uh, athlete at the time. And um, I said, well, Treshawn and I have something in common. And everybody stopped and they got quiet. They turned around and looked, what would I have in common? And I said, I taught his grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a big mistake because I lost that class. Uh, for a while uh, to do that. Well, if you put the numbers together, you know, 69, and this was in 2011 or somewhere in there, 
and so it made sense if you put it together, but it didn't make sense to them. And uh, he was a little bit embarrassed. So things like that, you know, are, are things that I remember about. We, they had some pranks uh, go on at Central, mm -hmm. and which we had some creative kids, and creative kids <laughs> will be involved in, uh, and if you're creative in the marketing sense, you'll be involved in something creative, probably on the borderline of successful or not. Well, they, they, you know, one year they put a whole bunch of pumpkins all over the yard. One year they put up a whole bunch of for sale signs. And Deb's shaking her head. She's one of the, the head uh, maintenance person, and she had to work with that stuff. We donated all those pumpkins to the zoo. Oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> and um, but the most creative I thought was they took uh, plastic garbage sacks and went up on the roof. Now they'd watched over at eating lunch in there over when this thing mm -hmm. was, and for those that were didn't have this, their uh, courtyard covered, you, you know what I would say, but when the courtyard was covered, there was a black, they'd watch people walk on that roof. And so the creative ones then took, I think it was the class of 96, and they cut those garbage can, or those uh, garbage sacks, black sacks, and cut the letters 96 out. So when you came in school, you'd see 96 all over the roof. Oh, and I thought that was pretty creative, and that was pretty scary because they used a, uh, a guy that was a, a wrestler at the time and a rock climber, and he climbed, he climbed the, those poles in there. If he'd fallen off in the middle of the night when they broke into that place, they went, there was a way to break in by going up the roof and come down. I could show you someday. <laughs> the, the, uh, uh, and so then there was uh, really uh, he, the principal at the time, uh, Dr. Thompson, was really upset, and he was trying to find out who did this and who did that. And uh, the word got around, of course, as it does, you know, how that happens. So they took all that, uh, Deb, I guess, or whoever was in charge of that roof at that time, took all those things down. The next day, came in, there was a banner hung, class of 96 on a pole. And it was really scary because the guy scooted out over the courtyard of those banners. Uh, but those creative things were, uh, I st and then I got the banner. I still got mm -hmm. it. I'm going to sell it to the reunion of that class. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, the uh, so those things are early initial emphasizing one student or one area. I like to say there was a whole bunch of students, and there, a lot of them are here that were in the A plus category, and I appreciate that being here. And those that, by the way, those would like to connect, I've got cards over there uh, that you can put your name on and email or whatever if you want to still connect and uh, know your careers and so forth. So um, that. That's there. Now, current students back there, don't get any ideas, okay? You didn't hear any <laughs> of what he just said. Um, you know, I do want to give it a chance, as much as the, the impact, as much as you can talk about the impact. I do want, we have a few more minutes here, and if anybody in the crowd would happen to have a question for Mr. Gaylor or would like to say something, um, I'd love to give you that opportunity, and maybe either Josh or somebody that can uh, pass the mic, because we're pretty high up up here. I'm a little scared. but. If anybody does or like to raise their hand, we'll give you the microphone and get a chance to ask something. And oh, we have a young gentleman right down there, right there. And we, I see back there, we'll get to you next. But the young gentleman right here in the front has uh, something to ask. Terry, I've got to go back to Doc Moeller because you mentioned him. Transition. <laughs> How many Moeller grams you got in the first year? Well, I, I didn't. Explain what a Moeller grams. He was a conservative guy. He cut paper in half, and he'd write. You'd be on a. He'd write a motor, uh, some kind of message, on one side, and on the other side would be some used bulletin of some kind, you know. And uh, 
those were his method of, of contacting, uh, you know, the individual to do something different. Or I, I, I eventually got a couple that were positive, but you know, they, <laughs> at the point that it was a matter of uh, being accepted, uh, you know, the cookie thing, you know, all of his, what I call his lieutenants, or who he listened to, which were department heads and so forth, uh, about the cookies, you know. Uh, whether we could have cookies in class and so forth and so forth. Some of them, even the science teachers, went to a issue of trying to um, say they were not value, they wouldn't meet the guidelines of uh, school eating, you know, the <laughs> lunchroom. Mm -hmm. But fortunately, uh, at that point, Mrs. Wiles had gone to the cookie deal and gone to the only ones that met the criteria for the healthy food deal. So we kept on that. And it helped, of course, that he was that chocoholic. But uh, the um, those kinds of things we get. Uh, I don't know how many of those I kept, but uh, I did keep them, thinking they would go in the history book at some point, you know. And um, and eventually we became pretty good uh, friends, and he supported a lot of what we did, and that helped. We were making a lot of money in the cookies, so it didn't cost him a thing, uh, you know, out of his budget and so forth. But uh, uh, those those issues. There was another question somebody. Yeah, right back there. You raise your hand right there. Thank you. Hi, Harry Gaylor, Nancy B. Augusta Callender. Mm -hmm. I was 12 years old when we started teaching with him at Tech High School in 1966, <laughs> so we're not the same age. Anyway, um, anyway, uh, I was amazed to watch you uh, with your deck at club uh, at Tech, and his students won. They won stuff, and so anyway, my daughter turned forty-six. She was in Decca at Central. Kristen told me to tell you a little. She okay. had to take care of her children who weren't in school, who aren't in school today, but. Kristen was given a job at the school we're building because of Mr. Gaylor, and uh, she is now in HR at the Union Pacific Railroad, and uh, and I'm very happy that we are friends. He's my neighbor now, and almost. And so anyway, congratulations. And you know I had to get up to say something because we're such good friends, old friends. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We've got time maybe for one or two more if anybody wants to take the microphone, ask anything, or say something nice. <laughs> you see, they can't find anything nice. Yeah, anything nice. <laughs> say something. <laughs> I think I'm not here yet. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just, no, you go, you go. Um, I'm a 1964 graduate, so I didn't do business courses, so I missed you. But um, this is kind of came from the table. Uh, I'm involved in the Central Alumni Association, and currently we have uh, taken over a space in the new addition on the second floor that is now the archives room. And someone at this table in red said <laughs> that you have a number of bins of things that you have collected 
and you talked about the banner that someone put up in 1996. I just wanted to encourage you to um, remember that the archives of the history of Central are stored and shared with students, and feel free to send anything that you have. It was just a suggestion. <laughs> Probably our last one. And I wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi, my name is Mary Jansen. I'm a 2003 uh, graduate. And um, I just wanted to share. So I went on to become a marketing teacher and duck advisor um, at another high school in the area at Papillion for several years and then transitioned to the State Department of Ed um, as the business education specialist and state advisor um, and I mean it <laughs> I can directly say that all of that was from the influence that Mr. Wheeler and Mrs. Lyles had on my um, high school career and internships and many trips and marketing and cookie baking and all of those things so very grateful for that. This summer, Harry was um, honored as a, at our state career, uh, career um, education conference, so I also got the pleasure of presenting that honor to him um, in front of the state to recognize his accomplishments with education as well. So, thanks, Harry. Thank you. She didn't uh, mention this. Uh, she's two-time national qualifier, and I think her teammate is. Are your teammate here too? No. No, she's not here. Uh, two-time national qualifier, and besides being a leader of of uh, business and marketing education now in the state, uh, she has influence on a national basis too. So uh, that's um, nice to, to have you here, and appreciate uh, the time we had there. I wanted to just say a couple things. Uh, from the event last night. I wrote some notes as they went through there, and of course they were very um, educated, very accomplished, and, and uh, sincere leaders of our society. But some of the things that they said, I think are obvious for education in general and as for Central High School. Talked about the impact. You know, the impact, you never know when that will be, and, and they mentioned that several times last night. There whether that key thing came in uh, at sophomore year in high school and whether you realized it five years later or whenever you realized your connection. Um, inspiring, there's teachers that can inspire people to do, do things, they mentioned that. They talked about the awareness of the world and that's the whole thing of our market, awareness of where do you fit in the world and what's gonna be good for you. Is it? Did you find that out in the internship? Did you find out in the classroom? Where did you find it out? Hopefully not through the internet. Um, the uh, relationships you build. Every teacher that's success successful or enjoys their job, uh, a lot of teachers <laughs> you don't enjoy their job, I don't know what percentage, but uh, there's a, the fact that you're involved with extracurricular activities, the fact that you're there late at night, the fact that you're there uh, at the games and the different events and the band concerts makes a big difference. It's the relationship you build. And we had an advantage in marketing because of the internships and because of the DECA club, in addition to the classroom. Uh, understanding the diversity, uh, Central has long been known for that, but it's, I think it's key and critical 
but you got to keep that up. You got to keep it out somehow that the school uh, is open to whoever wants to be there. Uh, even if you don't provide all the transportation for it and everything else, uh, you need to have it open to those that want. Uh, and perseverance to, to work with kids, the friendships they develop, and the circle of friends they get from a diverse population make a lot of difference in the next step of their life because the world's going to become more diverse, as we all know. Well, I just want to say, Harry, um, thank you for giving us all of this, uh, these wonderful stories. And I think I can say for everybody in here who um, you had an impact on, we want to thank you for your dedication and for building those relationships um, and for all the time you gave to Central. So please, everybody, give it up one more time for Harry Gale. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Sarah.